All right. Welcome back to the Mind Castle podcast. Let me read you a quote by Jordan Peterson that if you listen to one of our other podcasts, you would have heard. But I'm going to read it again because I think it's awesome. If you're listening to someone, they will tell you the weirdest things so fast that you just can't believe it. So if you're having a conversation with someone and it's dull, it's because you're stupid. That's why you're not listening to them properly. So today, <clears throat> wow, today we're going to be talking about the art of listening. And if you're joining us on on the on a podcasting platform, um, please know that we also have YouTube at this point, and uh, you should subscribe to our YouTube channel. That would be awesome because um, eventually we'll probably take clips, uh, like short snippets and stuff, from uh, these these episodes and condense them down and puts like some highlights and stuff up. Yeah, keep an eye out for that, and we'll have the long form on there as well. Uh, if you would like to see our beautiful faces uh, and some of these, you know, we have show and tell and and whatnot. But today. The art of listening. That's what we're going to be talking about. Um, because the last episode, we talked about communication. And we were recording it. And we were like, man, <laughs> kind of a really important uh, flip side of this is like being able to listen really well. Like, because communication isn't really communication if, it's, if there's no listening, right? Like, it's a back and forth. So if you're just talking, that's not necessarily a guaranteed communication. Someone has to be listening and receiving it and understanding what you're communicating for it to be like true, good communication. And so what does it take to be a really a good listener? How do you become a good listener? How do you know if you're a good listener? And uh, what are kind of the fundamental like foundations of that skill? And maybe a little bit like why it's important. Like, I don't know if people mm -hmm. really understand why it's so important that you be a good listener. If you like, like there's, yeah, I could go on a whole rant here, but if there are, there are a few things in your life that if you master, you will have a very, very, like, I don't know quite the word, but like you will go very far in life just because of these skills. They're so important. Communication and listening are two of them. There's a lot of them, but like those are two that are incredible incredibly important like yeah that well, will take I, I, you a long ways i would argue that it's actually communication and listening are part of the same thing oh okay i honestly i would i, I don't would, think it really makes a difference they're both really I, important i mean it does I make a really difference really i would no i actually would put it that high on the list okay but for my point that i'm making <laughs> it doesn't really make a difference whether or not you're right or wrong because they're That's both important they're, okay they're very, but i agree yeah, yeah. Fundamentally. you can't be a good communicator unless you're a good listener yeah cuz like just period so yeah. like if you want to talk a little bit more about like why it's really important like you've probably experienced more of this in communication and listening well than i have maybe well, or, or at least mm -hmm. in a very different setting. Like I have more in the area of like, uh, like personal things, like emotional things, like not like counseling or anything, but like giving advice to friends and, and people like that, um, helping people process emotions, get clarity on things. So like that would be more my experience of listening. Well, what's been kind of your experience and what have you learned from that slash what's really, really important, I guess, about that. The, the, the thing that, that constantly stands out to me is it's amazing what people will tell you. If you pay attention. Yeah. Um, and, and there's this back to why I was wanting to not necessarily delineate between good communication and good listening. Um, because typically when we're having a conversation with someone, I, this happens to me all the time. I'm thinking while they're speaking, I'm thinking how I'm going to respond instead of listening. 
And so now my communication is subpar because I'm not actually listening to them and engaging with them. I'm simply yeah. trying to come up with a response, especially if you're having an argument with someone. Mm-hmm. It's very, very, very simple to just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just kind of let their words wash off you and you don't actually pay attention to what they said. Yeah. And then, well, yeah, but here's my rebuttal. And that's that's not communication. Well, I mean, it is. It's just really bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's why I'm not, I honestly about don't even delineate between the listening and, and communicating because they're so intrinsically linked. Mm, yeah. Uh, it's a two-way street conversation. Right. You know, I mentioned this in the last podcast about, you know, public speaking. Again, I wish I could remember who said it, but something to the effect when you're giving a talk publicly, you're basically a conductor for an orchestra. It's the, the guy that the, wrote audi- the art of of possibilities who said that. Is that who it is? Okay. Yeah. I don't know who that is. I got it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so it's that the while you're giving a lecture, say, or I'm teaching a class, which I do some at, at Ooh, How do you pronounce this? Yeah, he's a really difficult name. Rosamund Zander and Benjamin Zander. My guess is they're from Czechoslovakia. <laughs> Close. They're Russian, I think. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, cool. Nailed it. Okay. So when the point being when you're giving a lecture or teaching a class. It's not a one-sided thing. Mm -hmm. I'm communicating something to the audience, but I am also listening, quote unquote, listening to what the audience feedback is and incorporating that into my matrix of how I Mm. continue to present this information. And I'm doing it in a way that, the the reason why that's so important is it comes back to that concept last episode, simple, clear, concise. Like Mm. you're not gonna have that clarity with your audience, with the people you're talking to, unless you do that. Because you won't actually know what's resonating. Right. I mean, you, you, you're not listening to the cues. You're not hearing what they're saying back to you. And so it's like, is this resonating or not? And that's where I think we've all seen that. Yeah, I mentioned the shouting, shouter pre, shouting preacher uh, you know, <laughs> um, syndrome uh, last time. <laughs> syndrome. Yeah, syndrome. I don't know what it's called. But, <laughs> it's a you disease. Know, it, it's a style. And I'm not, I don't want to harsh the style, but I have seen it done in settings that weren't, it wasn't fit. It wasn't a good fit. It was actually really poor taste. And you're sitting there in your seat being like, man, this poor preacher is not listening with his audience. He's not engaging with the audience at all. He's just going on his shouting rant of hellfire, whatever. And the audience is over there being like, man, like, mm, like not, not the right time, bro. Like it was, it, you know, it was the wrong kind of church environment. It was the wrong, whatever. It wasn't connecting. You could clearly feel it was not landing with the mm-hmm. audience. But that was a case of a one-way street. Yeah. You know, he, he wasn't paying attention to, he wasn't listening to that feedback. He wasn't engaging. Yeah. Communication is good engagement with people. And yeah. if you don't learn that art, it's it's going to be really hard. So maybe yeah. we could almost uh we could almost separate it just a little bit, right? Because it's it's good listening, but it's listening is a part of what's actually going on, which is observation, right? Like you're observing yeah. your audience. It's, They're giving you cues all the time. Like it's listening with your eyes, your ears and like looking at at how like what's their body language like? What's their facial expressions and like that's a version of listening so like maybe there's a better term for it but when we say listening we're talking about like all of your senses being totally engaged all the cues yeah, yeah. and and obviously it can also mean the very straightforward you're sitting down with a friend and you're just listening to the words they're saying but even that you you do want to go a little deeper than that yeah like okay it's what not, words that's not active listening i wouldn't say i would yeah exactly it's like what words are they saying but what words aren't they saying oh yeah facts that's like actually almost more and sometimes can almost tell you more about a person like say someone's going through a really rough time but they can't figure out how to express it or they're not sure it's safe entirely Mm -hmm. and they're kind of feeling around the periphery of this issue you know and if you're really paying attention usually you can kind of pick up on that that uncomfortableness or the kind of catching the words and is like 
you know, there's something more going on here. There's something a lot deeper going on in this person. I, you know, it just happened to, um, you know, it was, I was at a church recently and it was, you know, someone I hadn't seen in a while. I was like, Hey, how's it going? And it's just that little bit of hesitation. And it's like, what, you know, it's going pretty good. Like there was just that kind of, mm. and I was like, really like, yeah, what's, what's been going on. And it turned out actually they, they were in missions and they, they were having kind of a rough time of it. And like they're working through something with their team, you know, and you could kind of, Oh, you know, feel that as mm, caught. Yeah. And then and anyway, so this is pretty basic stuff. So, um, yeah. But so like, we've like clearly laid that out, right. Of like what that is. You know, mm-hmm. what is this thing that we're talking about? This is kind of the definition of it. It's very natural to not listen very well because you can understand words like two or three times faster than you can speak. So someone else is speaking to you and your brain is going like three times faster than theirs just because naturally that's how your brain works. So it's really hard not because <laughs> it's, it's very actively tuning things out in your brain. So anyway, the aspect of it, have we really touched on like why it's important? Like I think people know it's, it's important, but like why it's important is simple. Do you want to communicate with this person or no? If yeah. you aren't listening to them, what you say isn't going to resonate. It's not yeah. going to work. Mm-hmm. We mentioned this with the last episode with Chris Voss's uh, book, Never Split the Difference, yeah. this concept of mirroring someone mm-hmm. and how incredibly effective that is. Yeah. Uh, he said in all his years of negotiation and all the stuff he's done in business and whatever, he's never seen it not work. Hmm. It's like 100% nuclear. <laughs> it always works. Like you will get results, <laughs> you know, and just to reiterate mirroring, you know, if you say something to me, like what happened to you today? I don't know. Yeah. Just anything. It's like you know, so-and-so is super stressful in this situation is blah, blah, blah. And I, and I immediately say back to you, wow, you know, that situation is really stressful. And this situation is okay. You know, and like immediately communicates to you, wow, okay, wow, that person heard me. Like they're, they're paying attention, <laughs> you know, and it, it's just, it always works, mm-hmm. you know? And so many times you'll have conversations with people and you can tell, yeah, they're, they're not, they're not paying attention because yeah. they don't mirror it back to you. Yeah. A really simple technique that will take you so far in mm-hmm. life because because people will feel heard they'll feel valued yeah you know you're actually paying attention um and now they're primed to actually listen to your input oh yeah they'll want to <laughs> yeah i've had people come to me and say hey can you give me advice on such and such and then i try to give it and they're not interested mm. like they won't accept it but it was like actually maybe that's because i i made some mistakes here like maybe mm. i could have done something better you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like all this stuff gets kind of, it's kind of murky. Like it doesn't always like hit yeah. in perfect boxes, but like it's really important, especially if you want to give advice to someone, you got to do it in a way that's going to come across or what's the point? Yeah. You know? Anyways, yeah. so I'm, I'm kind of taking over. What, what's what the point of communicating if it doesn't actually resonate? Like that, and yeah. listening is like the, one of the most critical aspects of that and like un- observing, like, are they getting it? Like, mm-hmm. am I explaining this well? Well, let's look at a little bit why, like, how do we do that? Because, uh, yeah, complicated <laughs> in some ways. humans. <laughs> yeah. So, like, in some ways, it, it's really complicated. But in other ways, it's actually, like, really simple. For example, let me ask you a question. <laughs> I am so ready. When you took your wife on a date, did you have a problem, like, listening to her? Like, was it like your mind was wondering, oh, I wonder how the cows are doing over there? <laughs> like, was that a problem? No, of course not. Like, you're super engaged, man. It's like, boom, I'm, yeah, locked in. Dialed in, man. We are on yeah. the same page, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you're understanding it. Now, why is that happening? It's happening because you care about the person mm-hmm. and you care deeply about not being misunderstood, but then not misunderstanding what they're saying. Like, like because the, it's it's so, it's at such a level of importance to you that like you're fully engaged and that automatically tunes out everything else. And that right there is the simple 
aspect of it, quotations, if you're watching it on YouTube. Um, that right there is the simple aspect of it. Where like, if you want to really listen, care about the person, like it's really that simple. If you deeply care about that person, you will listen very well. Um, if you don't care about that person, <laughs> you're not going to listen to them very well. But here's the thing. If like, let's say you like where this kind of comes into play is like, yeah, someone coming up to you and saying, Hey, can you give me advice on this? Maybe you don't know that person very well. So maybe there's not that like deep connection of like, yeah, like I really, I got you, man. Like maybe there's not that deep connection. There are still skills and tools that you can apply to do that. So I guess kind of what are those tools? Mm -hmm. Like, I, yeah, ideally just care deeply for that person and give that person everything you can. But if there is a case where like, maybe you're not quite feeling it, you know, mm -hmm. maybe, maybe you're just, you've had a really long day and you don't have the emotional energy at that point. Is there still tools that you can use to communicate and listen well with that person? I guess is kind of the question that I'm getting at. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm all into this stuff. Cause, cause here's a real practical one that I use this all the time. It's called the indirect approach. Okay. Uh, I got this from Jocko Willink. We used his book last episode, Extreme Ownership. Um, he mentions it in one of his podcasts, um, which I'll send it to you later or we'll link it below or something. It, it's, it's a concept from the military, but, but it applies to life. So the example he used was there was a certain part of the Battle of Gettysburg during the Civil War where I believe it was a Confederate army or a part of their army was tasked with taking this hill. Um, but it was like wooded, it had lots of stone formations, heavily fortified by the Union, uh, the Union Army. And it's like, okay, well, you know what? All right, well, Bubba, like we've been ordered to take this hill. So like we're taking this hill. We're going to take this hill. So they went and they tried to take that hill. And I think they actually did, if I remember right, but it just horrible losses. It's an entrenched enemy and they just do full on charge, baby. We're just going to take this hill. And it was a horrible, terrible decision making, terrible leadership, poor communication, because they just went full speed right into right into the situation. Hmm. And it's like, well, um, hold on. Like if we would actually take a step back, breathe for a minute and say, how, how could we take this hill instead of a full on charge right into the teeth of the enemy? You know, hey, well, what if we kind of skirt around a little to the left and like take that boulder over there and get that hill down real good. And then we'll skirt over here and take this section of woods and then kind of inch our way this way. And hey, maybe we'll wait for nightfall. You know, that might be a good idea. So they can't see us, you know, and actually like do some experiments and indirectly and you kind of chip away at it. And before you know it, you take the hill and you don't lose like all your guys, mm -hmm. for example. That is what they mean by indirect approach. It's a concept from the military they use a lot because mm. it can be extremely effective when working in a scenario like that. The same applies when working with people. Mm -hmm. So when I'm working with a team, I can come in and be like, all right, team, we're doing, we're doing this. That's the direct approach. Gotcha. And everybody better straighten up and we're doing this. Very simple. Or you can sit down and say, hey, <laughs> hey, team, our mission objective is to do X, Y, Z. We're still figuring out how to do that. I'd love to hear your ideas. Mm -hmm. You hear what they have to say. And literally, this is so much fun. You can look like an absolute genius if you do this with a team. <laughs> I promise, easy, genius guaranteed, everybody, okay? If you have a team and you're not sure what to do, and this is going to happen all the time, man, if you, especially in business, whatever, you're going to have this. You sit down with your team and be like, all right, guys, we need to accomplish this. And instead of making something up to save face and be like, guys, I don't know what to do, but like, or don't say that and you're trying to look all you know proud and stuff and like, we're going to do, boom, this. Do what I say. That would be direct approach, poor communication, because you're trying to make a call. Instead of doing that, you sit down with your team and say, hey, guys, the objective is this. 
What do you think? Joey, what's your ideas? Bob, what do you think? Hey, what if we, and before you know it, your team is is smart, okay? Mm -hmm. Like they know their jobs and suddenly now you have six minds actively working on this and all you have to do is just ask a little question, just kind of probe a little bit. Oh, that's a, that's an interesting idea, George. You know, why 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 do you think we should try that way? And then, you know, uh, you know, Buckaroo is over there saying, no, no, George, that's a terrible idea. And <laughs> and before you know it, they'll have done all the problem solving for you. They'll have come up with tons of really good ideas. And then all you have to do as a leader mm-hmm. is choose the best idea and say, well, guys, this was extremely helpful. We're going to do this. Now, what has happened? Suddenly, your job is way easier. You look like a genius. You didn't really have to do that much. And everybody is going to buy into the plan because they all helped form the plan. They all were like, wow, our boss is awesome. Mm -hmm. Like he came in and asked what we thought. He listened to us. He said, oh, that's a really, you know, that's what I mean by indirect approach. If you instead come in and just say, team, we're doing this. And there will be times, rarely, but there will be times you have to do that. But overall, get your team involved. And that's the indirect approach. I use this all the time when working with people and it has saved me a lot of grief i'll use an example there was recently a situation i was part of a pretty high up leadership disagreement happening with uh, with someone and i knew i'd had like weeks to think about it i had written up a statement on it i had an official letter you know saying like i disagree with this because of this i had my reasons all laid out i'm coming in loaded up i mean we are gonna have a war okay i am not giving an inch on this it's like this or I'm out kind of situation, you know? And then I just had to walk myself back from the cliff a little bit (laughs) and just be like, you know what? That's a terrible idea. Because if I do that, this person is instantly going to put up walls. They're not going to want to listen. I'm not going to communicate clearly. I'm going to be like, this is the way to, and we're going to miss each other. This communication is going to go nowhere. So Mm. instead I didn't do any of that. I sent a list of questions beforehand. So there's no surprises. Sit down with that person, just very honestly. Okay, well, so I've been thinking about this. What would happen because the situation kind of looks like this to me. And well, you know, this person was thinking this and it kind of looks like that. So what should we do about that? Well, what do you think about indirect approach the whole time? Mm-hmm. And you know what? By the end of those two hours, we both walked out of that meeting saying, cool, I, I think we can do this. We agree. We would have never had that yeah. if I would have walked in and be like, you need to listen to me now. I've thought about this for a month and this is the way it's going to happen. Yeah. So I was just like, no, like, what do you think about this? Explain that. Indirect approach. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean by indirect approach. It's very handy, very simple concept, but really hard to do because it means you had to put your own opinion on the back burner. You, right. can't, you can't let that out. It's, yeah. like, a, it's like a cheetah. You got to keep the lid on it. You know, it's kind of trying to jump out, you know, <laughs> and attack people. You, you got to like, no, calm it down. Listen to your team, mm-hmm. ask those questions, stay humble, and come out of the meeting. And before you know it, the person had circled around and said, Yeah, that makes sense. And like we ended up agreeing. And yeah. Was, well, especially um, in conflict, like that's really yeah. huge. But yeah. even just like life in general, because it's like we are humans that love to spill out advice, you know? So <laughs> someone right. comes to you and be like, Hey, how's your life going? And they explain. And what's the first thing we want to do? We try to fix them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, I can make that better because, you know, this happened to me. No, 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 no. That's the <laughs> direct approach. If they want their, you know, if you're going to give advice, get some permission first. Like kind of feel it out a little bit, you know? Yeah. So, um, I don't mm. know if that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. It's yeah. a huge concept in leadership. If you can get this, it will help you a lot. I was yeah. thinking a little bit about that. Um, the thing that stuck out to me, and I've heard Jocko Willing say this a lot, is he's he spends a lot more time listening in meetings than he does talking. Yes. And that really stands out to me um, because when you're listening, like, okay, when we talk, we're giving out knowledge, right? 
hopefully. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, and so that means then that when I'm talking, I'm giving out knowledge. I'm not taking in knowledge. But that means that when I'm listening, I'm taking in your knowledge and adding it to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. And then when I talk, I have multiple things to pull from. I have more than just my opinion, my knowledge. So there's that. One other thing I was thinking about with all of this is how do you know if you're listening well? And I have a solution. (laughs) I think I figured it out. Um, I believe that if you are listening well, you will ask questions. I think if you're not listening well, you won't ask questions. I got this kind of from a situation with a friend of mine. And it was like this. My friend of mine was dealing with someone else who was being very unworkable. And it was was great. And so they're like hashing this thing out. And I was sitting there listening to them. And I realized there was no questions being asked in the entire conversation. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is not, this is not communication. This is not good listening. See that that's an example of the direct approach. Probably. Exactly. Right? They were probably direct that against person, direct. Bam, exactly, bam, yeah. bam. Just butting heads the They're whole time. Like showing up. Well, you think this and that's wrong because bah, instead of saying, yeah. Hey, what and do you No, think I didn't say this? that. I said this bang. Ooh. And so it's this back and forth of like exchanging punches and it, 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 you're not getting anywhere. The only the only resolution that's going to happen from butting heads is someone gets knocked out and then one person is remaining standing, which is like your example. If you would have went in like with that approach, one of you would have stayed there and the other one would have left. Yeah. And that is not the outcome you want. So like that's kind of a, a, a rule of thumb that I think about is when I am in a conversation, maybe I'm not into it. Maybe I'm just not feeling it. Maybe it's a person I really don't want to talk to. Whatever. They still deserve my my attention and my my dedication to make the most out of that conversation so that we can both end up in a better place than where we started. I try to ask myself, okay, first of all, what's the outcome of this? What are, what are we trying to accomplish here? And second, am I asking questions? Because if I'm not asking questions, then I'm not trying to understand them and I'm not trying to communicate very well. So that is like, you kind of took the, 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 you mentioned the indirect approach. This is kind of the approach of like, make sure you catch yourself so that you can do some of the, like the indirect approach, make sure you catch yourself. So, you know, here's what we're doing. Here's what I'm doing. And it's not good because if you don't catch yourself, then you'll never like, you'll never actually be able to implement any of these things. Cause this, Mm -hmm. for most people, this is so deeply ingrained as a habit of just like, you listen enough to answer, but not enough to under like really understand. Mm -hmm. And I think that is like, maybe like step number one is like, learn to catch yourself learn to take a breath well, more than that ask a good friend to watch you and yeah, give you feedback that'll do it yeah that'll really straighten you brutal, out real fast man that'll <laughs> talk about some humble pie right there you oh, know it's like man it's like you do it you know you do a team debrief or or a, you know you you sit down with with your yeah again i keep using business analogies i assume there's enough people in here that probably you know do that kind of thing you know um you sit down in a team meeting and afterwards ask somebody like, how did I do? Yeah. You know? Um, and again, you can look like a genius if you do this right. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like if the leader comes into a meeting, say, guys, here's the problem we're trying to solve. What do you think? Like, and actually get the team to start giving that input and then just choose the best option and maybe <laughs> tweak it a little bit. Like, oh my goodness, you, you, you look like a genius and you'll probably end up a way better solution than if you were to come in. everybody's happy. Oh man, That's they the are. the biggest thing. Like, cause they feel like you, you heard them. You, well, uh, I mean, you have to, cause you wouldn't be able to do it otherwise. Like you have right. to pay attention to them. And actually, and usually like what I'll do is like get a whiteboard and just start writing 
ideas as they pop up. Oh, that's a really good idea. You know, Sally, okay, you know, what what do you think, Bill? You know, and you just start writing the stuff up on the board. Mm-hmm. Everybody can see it, everything's clear. And then when you're all said and done, it's like, okay, guys, you know what? Here's what we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. And you make a call and you stick to your call and and there you don't you make them yeah. make a call. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're a good leader, then you'll be the one to make that call. Yeah, based it's just, off of the uh, information you've gotten. But so, I, anyway, I, I highly recommended. Um, you know, and and you have to be careful with the indirect approach because some people might take that and try to be passive then and never do anything, which is terrible. When Just ask questions forever and ever and ever. Yeah, never actually make a move. You know, and again, I, I'm thinking more in the context of like decision making, leadership, things like mm. like that. I've seen some people do that, though it tends to, that tends not to be the problem. You know, if, you, if you're in a leadership position, um, that, that the challenge is actually the other way around where you as a leader or a visionary or whatever have outsized influence in meetings mm. and so forth. So when you come in and you're making bold statements and like, we're going to do this and here's what we're going to do, team, you will have massive more momentum than the rest of the team. Sometimes that's good, but that can very quickly silence your junior members, which is mm. sad because your junior members actually understand the details in a way you never can, mm-hmm. you know, cause you, you're not able to do everything obviously as, as a team leader, you know? So it's like, you're actually missing out on some really valuable technical yeah. experience and input, uh, because you may make a call. I'm like, all right, team, we're doing this. And it's like the guy in IT says, whoa, you know, because of the server, blah, blah, blah. Like he <laughs> understands something that you don't. He's like, ah, oh, it's going to make my job way harder. You mm-hmm. know, and if he would have just asked, I could have said, well, you know, if we tweak it a little bit, whatever it might be. Yeah. And then he's going to not appreciate you mm-hmm. and stuff. So, so uh, basically like the indirect approach is like the preferred approach. Most always, right? Pretty much always. The, the only the only time is say I'm doing a training and I'm an uh, I'm a lead instructor. There's no indirect approach well, yeah. in that point. Then it's like team we're like trainees. We're doing this, you know. Yeah. But if we're doing anything real world and I'm working, especially working with a team, um, yeah, pretty much personal communication. If you know we're sitting down catching up on life, yeah, probably not going to do too much of that. But mm-hmm. I still probably will. Like if you and I had sit down for coffee and let's say, like catch mm-hmm. up on life, and you're sharing something the direct approach would be immediately to, well, here's a solution for that thing. Oh, yeah. I know something about that thing too, because such and such happened to me. That would, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. You know, instead yeah. it'd be like, well, tell me more about that. Like, yeah. why do you feel that way? Mm-hmm. What do you think caused that? Mm-hmm. Huh, I wonder how we could, how could we work on that? Yeah. You know, how can I help you? Suddenly it's like, oh, wow, this guy's so nice. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, well, and so. I think the big thing, so the the other parts, the indirect approach is kind of like the 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 vehicle. And there's like different ways to drive it a little bit. So like one of the things that I think about is whether or not, yeah, like we talk about this, don't listen to think of a response, listen to think of a question. And if you do that, oh man, like, like you kind of need to know when to flip outside of that and how to guide the conversation because questions will guide a conversation. And if you're really good at asking questions, you can, you can take someone that's struggling with something that you see perfectly clear. You know what's going on. You can see where they need to go, what they need to do. But if you just tell them, they won't get it. Yeah. They have to find the truth. And so you can you can be very, very good at, yeah, hearing what they're not saying and asking the questions that pull out mm-hmm. what they need to see in order to see the like what the solution is. Oh, yeah, that's and really that good. is super, super fun. The part that like kind of stands out in all of this is you're just, you're not going to be taken very well. So we, we all know abrasive and stuff. Like we know that guy who, who always has the answers. Yeah. All of us have one of those in our lives. 
how many people actually really like him. You know what I mean? Like, okay, he's you know he's a nice guy, but man, uh, like he's just always spouting you know solutions mm-hmm. and uh, his opinion. It's kind of like okay, you know, like kind of gets old. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to be that guy. Practice, yeah, and practice asking good questions. Yeah, questions is a skill and it's an art and it's. There's a certain finesse that has to be had to ask a good question yeah. um, and knowing when to ask it and all that stuff. Like I've, uh, and knowing when not to talk to is kind of important, but like <laughs> yeah. in all of my, like I've, I've dealt with a lot of situations like, yeah, like where the indirect approach saved me so much grief because, you know, maybe someone, you know, like when I was a Dean, for example, at SMBI, I had this all the time. Someone would come to me with something mm. and they're like, dump this huge situation that's been brewing in their life for the past 10 years or whatever. And they just like, they just plop it right there. And it's just like, uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> like I just heard this, like there's no way I could try to give a solution, but they're looking for something. And so that's where like, you can turn that person off so fast and they just leave and like, they don't get anything just by like telling them, do this, do that. Don't do this. Yeah. And maybe I do see it clearly, but the it's not about me seeing it clearly. It's about them seeing it clearly. That's that's really important. Yeah. yeah. And so then you yeah. have to you have to do this kind of investigation for them almost mm-hmm. like where you you ask them questions and, and they start searching and finding these solutions on their own, and they'll walk away from that so empowered mm-hmm. that it is it is just one of the most fun things ever. Um, and cause it's their solution, it's not their your solution. solution. Exactly. So and, big. Yeah. And then when they do it, it's like, they get all the credit for it because like they came up, you guided them, but like, they're the ones that actually did it. They're yeah. the ones that followed through and, and took the action and did the thing or whatever. And that, yeah, I don't know. That's just super, super rewarding and, and really fun. And people like being around people like that. Yeah. Because they're like, every time I'm around this person, I'm empowered. And my life gets better. Yeah. Who wouldn't like want to be up. around someone like that? Yeah, straight I mean, up. That That's effectively what you're doing. And it's awesome because you don't end up getting the credit because you didn't do it. You just helped them see something or you helped them process some questions maybe. Mm-hmm. But it's not, again, this is not rocket science type stuff. Yeah. You know, that's what's so beautiful about it. Instead of saying, I got to have everything squared away perfect and have mm-hmm. all the perfect answers. It's like, actually, you need to learn how to ask the right questions and help yeah. help people see it that way um yeah it's it's this sense of you know when when you do it with with a team especially in a team environment the amount of trust that's built within the team and with you as a leader mm-hmm. such a big deal yeah. especially when as a leader you know you have a bigger picture available to you so you can usually see hey i'm pretty sure we should be going that way but i'm, I'm a little fuzzy on the details mm-hmm. this happens to me all the time but you still bring the rest of the team along and Lo and behold, you know, the accountant or the secretary or whoever person who does not see the big picture at all will come up with a beautiful solution mm-hmm. that you never would have thought of. And you're like, whoa, like this is <laughs> actually kind of awesome. And, but that's super hard to do as a leader because you're like, well, I, I already kind of know where we're going. So like, why don't we just go there? Mm. And then suddenly you're tripping in the dark because you forgot flashlights because, yeah. you know, logistics didn't know about it and you didn't order any. Like, <laughs> you know, you start, oh man, and I'm running into this all, we do this in training so much and it's so good for the teams because they can suddenly realize, oh man, I got to pay attention to my, to my team because <laughs> they're going to think of stuff that I'm going to forget. And like, 
oh, you know, we went camping in the woods and forgot the tarps and then it's going to rain, you know, and you start yeah. running into stuff like that. And it's like super mm. good life lessons. Yeah. Um, so this is maybe a <laughs> bit of a plug for some of these, some of these trainings and things <laughs> we do. Um, it's really fun to see students go through something like that mm-hmm. because you learn the lessons intuitively, like in your bones. It's not like mm. a classroom thing. Yeah. You actually like walk through this stuff and, mm-hmm. and try it and experience it. And I highly recommend it. You know, um, there's all kinds of, coaching and leadership trainings and stuff out there that, that teach this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and books and, and whatever go out there and practice and, and learn these things. Yeah. You know? Let me give you guys a, a really quick exercise. If you want to put this into practice, this is something that uh, Jordan Peterson does like with clients when he's like teaching them how to communicate. Um, and this, he shared this on a, um, a college talk that he was doing and I kind of picked up on, it. I was like, Oh, that's really cool. So what he does is he'll get like a group of people, like five people, six people. They're like, I'll be in a circle or stand there, whatever. And they'll talk about something. And you as a person are not allowed to respond until you properly reiterate what the person before you said in a way that they say, yes, that's what I said. That's what I meant. So it really tests your comprehension on it because you have to hear them and be able to articulate it. And when you can do that, like, you're a good listener, like, because you've really really been able to pick up on stuff. And that's a great way of communication too. In you know, yeah. Like you said, mirroring at the beginning of this thing, someone comes to you with this thing, like this is happening, blah, blah, blah. And you respond with like, Oh, okay. So like, this is happening, blah, blah, blah. blah. The person's like, Oh, okay. He like, he heard me. He got it. He got it. He He understood. (laughs) And he said it back to me, which is proof. proof. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And do that for a little bit or just practice it. You know, if you, you don't even have to tell people, Right. It's like if you're in a group of people, yeah, just practice it. Oh man, like you will it's amazing. You will build connections with people so fast. Like it's it's actually scary. It's almost magical. Yeah, it is. So so that's that is your homework today, everybody. Is yeah, is is try that with your friend or whatever. Try a little bit of mirroring with them and just be like, Oh my goodness, that is so cool. (laughs) Like it almost feels manipulative. It's not manipulative at all. I mean, as long as it's genuine, obviously don't do it to be manipulative. But yeah, it like feels like, whoa, that why have I never tried this before? You know, <laughs> I mean, this is brilliant, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm positively brilliant. Yeah. So is there anything else we need to cover on active, active listening, maybe any resources or anything that we could recommend? Um, never split the difference by, by Chris Voss. I mean, it, you know, it's got some stuff in it. That's kind of, kind of extreme because he worked for FBI and hostage negotiations. So some <laughs> of it's kind of brutal actually. So I hesitate to wholeheartedly recommend it, but the principles he outlines in there, you can, he does a lot of podcasts, explain the principles and stuff. You can easily find it on the internet for free, but yeah, he has like mirroring and there's a couple others like that. Just good, basic communication skills. Yeah. I would, I would highly recommend they, um, there'd be some other stuff. You know, the extreme ownership book, I talked about that last time. That's got some good things um, in, it, in it as well. But otherwise, yeah. just practice, honestly. Just practice, yeah. Practice, get feedback, practice, get feedback. Mm-hmm. You know, work with a team, find some kind of team to do something. Whether, dude, literally a camping trip, something. <laughs> and you need, it's something that involves some kind of planning mm-hmm. and, and experience, try experimenting with the indirect approach. Be the leader put yourself in as leader or whatever, as good practice, do the indirect approach, watch what happens and then debrief with your team afterwards yeah. and hear what they think and do that a bunch of times. And literally, literally planning a weekend camping trip, planning a, you know, a canoe trip or, you know, going to grab tacos or I mean, <laughs> like it can be as simple as can be, but going through the process, you, you can learn it in a classroom, but you really got to practice it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, go for it. You can't go wrong. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's very true. So. Like we're, we're not amazing at this, but we have been in experiences that have given us tools that we would like to give back. And so we're not trying to say that we're, you know, the best or anything. There's 
definitely people that we are still learning from a lot. Yeah. Um, and that's that's the name of the game, right? Like as the the more you learn, the more you realize that you need to keep learning. And we're just trying to continue that learning process and keep moving. And if we can help anyone along the way, then that's a win, right? Like we, that's, that's what we're all about. So um, hopefully this helped you guys out. If it did, feel free to comment down below, send us an email, hit us up on Twitter. Yeah. We love um, hearing from listeners. It would be awesome. Yeah. I've, I've had friends actually do this before uh, where they've, you know, they've used something in the podcast. Yeah. I had a friend of mine uh, send me a message. He's like, Hey, like, you know, I heard this in your podcast. I tried it out and I used it. It worked great. Like just give, gave me feedback on it. I was like, okay, cool. Like that means that he got it. He understood what we meant and it came through mm-hmm. sweet. Like that's super encouraging. Um, so like we love hearing stuff like that. Yeah. Well, shoot us, shoot us an email of your experiences with the indirect yeah. approach and with um, mirroring in, in communication. Love yeah. to hear what people think. Yeah. Like, like how it works. Yeah. Especially yeah. in conflict, you will watch someone just Ooh. melt. It is so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Indirect <laughs> approach in conflict. You got to have magic. some serious yeah. humble pie because it's not easy. No. But it's, it's so super hard. rewarding. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Let us know if there's anything that you would like us to do a podcast on. We'll try to take requests as well. So peace out.